0: Today, I have a very, very special guest with us that I have been trying to track down for a couple of months now, Brother David Musa Pitcock. Brother Pitcock was born in 1942 in Sheffield, where he lives with his wife and two children. He is a machinery consultant, valuer, and writer. He gives lectures across the UK, particularly on Islamic economics, a former Roman Catholic, he became a Muslim in 1975, and he is a founder, member, and since its inception, the leader of the Islamic Party of Britain. Brother David, as alaikum
1: alaikum
0: And Happy New Year. <laughs> yes, you as well. It's so good to have you on. Um, could you tell us a little more about yourself? Because before I started recording, you were going into some things, and um, I don't want to miss any of that. So could you tell us a a little more about yourself and your background?
1: Right, well, you've given a little bit of that. I mean, um, I was uh, born in 1942, uh, during the war, Second World War, um, went to a Roman Catholic school, brought up, and uh, eventually I left school at 15 and uh, became... Working, I went into the working in the meat business for a local butcher, so I learnt about kosher and and halal food uh, meat very early on in the age of fifteen and uh, so that intrigued me in many respects because appearances are very damning, and the, what you see is is actually contrary to what are the the real effect. so from then i I'm, i i Sang in the in the church choir, um, and uh, then performed uh, semi professionally as a singer. So I worked in the clubs, working men's clubs that uh, Paul Simon came and did the circuit, and I worked with Joe Cocker, who became a big famous uh, international singer, etc. So um, I had a, a good experience in the music business and how it is run and it is very much uh a corrupt um uh entity from beginning to end so
0: could you explain that a little bit
1: sorry well a little bit yes well let's put it this way um you are guaranteed so many hit singles if you will sleep with certain men okay now um that was the very last thing I was interested in. So having made my and record, recording with EMI with George Martin, The Beatles, uh, A&R Man, got to the point where um, I was guaranteed so many hit singles, um, but there was a caveat. And So once I learned what the caveat was, I walked out of the studio and walked out of the music business. So.
0: So how do they present that caveat to you? Do they, you know, take you behind closed doors and say here, this is what it is? Yes, or
1: this is the deal. You go for lunch or you go for dinner, and then you're supposed to go home with one of the uh AR men or the the the, the disc jockeys, you know, the the big famous disc jockeys, the most notorious being Jimmy Savile. Right. Who was a monster
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh the BBC was riddled and, and the whole system is rotten from A to Z. And so Uh, What you see, I wanted to uh, improve things. But the last thing they're interested in is changing anything. So I walked out of that. I I fortunately uh, was successful enough in the machinery business, which I'd migrated into, uh, and I learned about Freemasonry and how things are run in that business. So you understand that the whole system, Western system of economics and everything is built on lies deception fraud and uh so then you say uh, when you get to big enough and you can compete with american companies like morgan in America, morgan uh, steel iron and steel uh and beat them in their projects uh, then they have to come after you and then uh, put you out of business so um uh, well, having beaten the American company in South Korea, built the first rolling mill there for Pohang Steel, and then they send in the bank. So they either get you through the accounting firms or they get you through the banking system. And the banking system is the most powerful. So um, once um, I realized that, that having been able to prove that a, a Canadian bank and a British bank and a German bank Defrauders legally, and you could not win a case against them, even though you could prove you've been defrauded. Um, then you realize that, and you discover that a bank is not, however, liable if it gives false references, dishonesty, etc. 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 So you can get to court, you can prove your case, but you cannot get a judgment because the judges are in the pockets of the banks via the Masonic system, and that is. Um, and uh, the, the thing that you realise is, so say, God, there's got to be a better way. And then within, um, I bought a shipyard in Scotland. I'd shipped a lot of machines and uh, I met somebody at a firm uh, and uh, they said, would I like to go to Saudi Arabia? And I said, uh, I was in my overdose. I kind of go home and get changed. First? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, within six weeks then it was difficult to get a visa as a non-muslim right as a, as a khawaja um so but i ended up arriving in uh, in jeddah we were met on the plane from the plane by Sheikh kamal Adham's, uh car took us to Petromin refinery and um we um uh we got straight to work meeting some of the refinery people our job was this they wanted me to set up an engineering works, so they could repair um, refinery equipment and also crane hire stuff that we were going to set up. So anyway, uh, we were led into the office of um, a very very nice man Mansoor Sahemi, who was a general manager re- refining. So. We were led into his office and he was laughing. Tears were running down his cheeks. And he said, he said oh, I do apologise. <laughs> so what had happened in the morning? They were The refinery was managed by United Oil Products from Houston with the, the Saudis. And uh, Mansour had sent off a telex in the morning. Now, the day we arrived was the first day of Ramadan. Nineteen seventy-five. He'd sent a telex to Houston, UOP, saying asphalt plant project held up due to Ramadan. Incoming telex from Houston: fire Ramadan, get somebody who can do the job. <laughs> so that was the perception mm-hmm. of uh, of Ramadan, which wow. we of course knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we ended up uh, that night. I, I used to drink and smoke a, a lot in those days, a smoke a lot, and we mm-hmm. couldn't do either of that. So we got back to the hotel that they booked us into, the Red Sea Palace. And um, uh, we. this was by the time we got there, it was time for sahur, So they wouldn't serve us, uh, you know, these three kawajas, uh, um, or goras as they like to call us in Pakistan and India, uh, the goras. Um, so uh, we were sitting in the restaurant and the very deep loud voices hi you guys must be limey's so i turned around and there was a very large black american oh, obviously american with a big beard he looked like charlton heston in you know
2: the, <laughs> the Ten <same> commandments. Commandments. <laughs>
1: and uh, anyway he said okay come he said i'll order extra food and I'll I will meet you in the lobby. So he fed us, and from that minute I I started to twig, as you know. If I said to my friends, because they, you know, he was praying, getting up to pray, they were fasting, and uh, I said, if these if if these guys are infidels,
2: God God help us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that was my introduction, and from there, I ended up going to America. Oh yes, something that very very important happened. Um, well, the second day, um, uh, in the in the hotel, uh, a, a man called Mike Mullin and his wife came, and he was working on a big a big project, big road project in Jeddah. And um, he was uh, really he was talking to me. So he was lamenting the problem that they were having a massive problem. And he might lose his job. The company he was working for was called General Agencies Corporation. And uh, he said that the asphalt pr- uh, was delaminating, and it looks like he maybe got another week to fix it. So Sheikh Kamil Wadud, the American, from Twenty Four A Bayview Avenue, Newark, uh, had a Beitul Maw uh, um, uh, Masjid there, and it was called Beitul Quraysh. His wife was called Karima. Now, uh, the sheikhs said to Mike Mullin, he said, if, "Oh, you've got a problem. Write down the problem simply, and my wife, Inshallah, may be able to give you a solution." So she said, he said, "Is she a?" Um, you know, civil engineer. He says, no, but she has uh, an ability to interpret problems using Istakara, which you will not know about. Okay? So he writes it down, she goes away, comes back about an hour later, and presents him with a, a, a full sheet of paper, A4, and uh, he she said you can read it, but you can't keep it. Okay? So, um, um, he read it, the next day he goes, um, and then the Sheikh and I leave to go back we I go back to England, he goes back to New New Jersey, via um, Germany, and uh, I'm carrying his bags through uh, Dusseldorf Airport saying, yes Masterbots, where you want these things, so I'm carrying his bags, so he got great humour, and uh, So (laughs) uh, I go home, then I go to Newark, go around America with him into Fort Wayne, Indiana and uh, to Hollywood, etc. And then finally get back uh, to Newark uh, on the 11th of the 11th, 75. Having witnessed so many coincidences, like Jesse Owens, his running partner was Yuli Peacock, who was a friend of the Sheikhs. And I met him and many oh, others. Wow. Uh, fantastic coincidences that I was... So, right. I made no Nisela, I made my sh- Shahada, and that was then uh, the beginning. Now, a, f- a few years later, I'm working with the Sheikh in uh, in Saudi, and he was he built uh, the. Um, uh Hyatt Regency in Jeddah now they wanted to make it look more arabesque so they had all the Mashravir and all the screens and everything done on the windows to make it look more arabic or arabesque uh, but it was very costly so they decided that they will make uh, thermoplastic ones and if they found a company in Fort Wayne Indiana um uh Hettinger Corporation and um they, uh, they started manufacturing this plastic, it looked exactly like wood, anyway, so that brought me into Fort Wayne, now um, there was a big fight raging at that time, uh, over the Masonic, uh, the name for God in Freemasonry, which I'd been fighting since I was a lad and uh, Jehovah Jabalon, is in this book the Red Book, Satanic Voices, Ancient and Modern, and uh, uh, then I, I was, uh, so I I was in Fort Wayne and I rang Karima in Newark and I gave her what is on the front of this book, Jehovah Jabal. I will send this to you anyway. And uh, um, she. I gave her the syllables. Now, I gave her nothing else. I just wanted to know if she could decipher the meaning of these words and the sounds. Um, maybe a few months later. in I receive a letter from Karima. Uh, my home in Sheffield. And uh, I, I, I publish it in the book here. Um, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The, the Jehovah Jabalon, The name of the Compeller. The name of the Lord Jehovah. Basically it is the name for Iblis. So when they invoke Jehovah. Ja, bal, on. they are invoking the satanic forces from Gehenna now so when freemasons do that they have no idea what they are invoking
0: so at what, what, what level are they invoking this well why because in, in the, the ritual. No, I, I'm sorry I mean at what what rank of freemasonry seven, seven, the seventh degree
1: the, the, oh, the blue okay. degrees are just the introductory degrees mm-hmm. uh, they mean nothing though as the as the as the biggest uh, Masonic scholar of all, Albert Pike, the American from Port, you know from Charleston, um, mm-hmm. uh, his uh, morals and and dogma—I call it morals and dogma—he uh, is the one who uh, analyzes everything. But uh, and even he said he wouldn't recant re- um, re- this. But of course, the higher degrees in Freemasonry, from the thirtieth to the thirty-three. Are those preserving the Luciferian doctrine. Right. But in the seventh in the seventh degree, you have nine people in groups of three, each one incanting Ji ba So nine, of course, the the symbol of magic, etc. It's all to do with that. Clearly you understand a lot about uh, the subject. Anyway, she was able to actually put into words from the Arabic the sound, the expelling and everything that they say, Jih-ho, does not incite the the spinal cord. It's a wonderful analysis, but she got it, where nobody else had been able to decide, Oh, they they know, but they did not or they will not say, but she analyzed it incisively. So it, Freemasonry is without doubt, that religion, that uh, belief, uh, that the jinn gave out, falsely against the kingdom of Solomon, because Solomon was not a, A freemason although they tried to claim that he was. So anyway that gave me the ability to complete this book uh, and it covers satanic purses about money uh, and uh, uh, basically it's quite a a useful compendium if you want to get into how the system works. So um, she was again masterful and Istakara is the key when you want to know anything uh utilize takara and uh, you you will get a result uh, or maybe someone else will get the result that they need as a result of your prayer it's happening it happens regularly so in a in a nutshell that's um how i ended up uh
2: you know being invited to form an islamic part.
1: and uh, uh, Pakistan, India. I worked in India for quite a while. Uh, But my mother's family came uh, where my great-great-grandfather was. He ran the East India Company uh, in 1840 in Dhaka in in India, in Bengal. And my other great-great-grandfather was um, with the The Campbell Regiment, my mother's maiden name was Campbell Thomas so the link is with the you know the 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 first Indian mutiny or the first war of independence it was uh, in uh, uh, both my mum's grandparents were involved in it so my dad went to India in the 1934 from Sheffield uh, which is famous for making steel and uh, um, uh, he installed rolling mills in Howrah in, in in India. And uh, so he married, met my mum. He was hit by a, a bullock cart in a, in hospital, and my mum was a nurse. And that's how they met. So um, we have this long history, of course, and I learned a little bit, not much, about um, uh, Tipu Sultan. Now Tipu Saab was one of the people who fought against the British. Now Napoleon, um, uh, we managed to find uh, uh, and and translate a book uh, in French for Napoleon and Islam, in which uh, Napoleon is in correspondence with Tipu Sultan, saying if you have someone uh, in Greater Cairo, please ask them to come and discuss things, because Napoleon um, and uh, Jefferson uh, understood the problem that uh, the indebtedness, debt, is the cause of all the world's problems. Okay. The riba uh, is uh, usury. Uh, now, in the book, uh, this book that I mentioned, uh, uh, The Other Road to Serpton, um that I finished for a man, uh, we find that the earliest uh, prohibition of usury or debt, cancellation of debt, is, um, uh, is in 2400 BC in Lagash in Sumeria, mm. uh, which of course is now Iraq, that area. Of, and uh, debt was cancelled in the seventh year, never allowed to exceed seven years. Uh, in the Mosaic law, Musa Salam. Yeah, that is then incorporated, it becomes a year of jubilee. Uh, so debt is not allowed to exceed seven years, although the year of jubilee meant setting slaves free in the 50th year. But in Islam, as the Quran says, be- better to forgive the. The debt, if you, you know, we we're not stupid, majnun. Um So. Debt, indebtedness is the killer. Now, Napoleon, um, circa in 1815, he's, he's already in con- now he's already embraced Islam in 1798, and I've got the uh, original French newspaper Le Moniteur um, quoting what Napoleon is saying uh, that he said, "I hope the time is not far off." When I will gather all the wise and educated people, establish a uniform regime based on the Koran. Which alone remains true and alone can lead men to happiness. Christianity teaches only servitude and dependence.
0: Can I ask you a question about Napoleon? So this is confirmed that he, uh, he reverted to Islam. Do we know whether that was like uh, a political move?
1: Wow. He converted to Islam, and the whole of the Civil Code of France, 94% of uh, Napoleon's
2: Civil Code, is based on the fiqh of Imam
1: Malik. It's
0: kind
2: yeah? of... Okay.
1: Right, so Now I've got the original French. Now this uh, is the semi second edition, and um, uh, it is a brilliant, brilliant book, uh, because in that you see that um, I've sent, by the way, this I just wrote recently to Macron, and um, uh, if you, if I, hopefully, if I can find something. Uh, uh, so is
0: that why he was really exiled?
1: Yes, because he he was, he was fighting against Rothschild, Rothschild, uh, was in charge of the French Revolution. Napoleon, uh, when he said, now this is what he saw when he saw the debt of France. He said, the deadly facts here in reveal that it is amazing that this monster interest has not devoured all humanity. It would have done so long ago had not bankruptcy and revolution. Acted as counter poisons, right now, Jefferson almost in his letters to Gallatin, the treasury secretary this this is almost him at the same time but Jefferson, you see uh, the good presidents, most of them were killed, um, uh, but uh, Jefferson said the modern theory for the perpetuation of debt has drenched the earth with blood and crushed its inhabitants under burdens ever accumulating.
0: Now, I not wonder enough. why I've never heard that quote.
1: Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> because history as Napoleon said
0: <laughs> is fable cont- agreed upon, yes.
1: Yeah. History's constructed from lies which are no longer contested. Mm-hmm. Our job is to contest them. And Absolutely. Uh, so um, so now this is a letter, part of a letter I wrote uh, to, uh, there's a big battle on about anti-Semitism, of course. Always. So, <laughs> yes, but it is the thing that um, we have to get to the bottom of it now. And our latest prime minister, deputy, uh, sort of head of the Labour Party, there's a big battle now. They're all claiming that anti-Semitism. Now, this is what I've sent it is to recognize the face of
0: theodore herzl mm-hmm.
1: okay mm-hmm. now what does he say
0: um for the viewer for the listeners that don't know who theodore herzl is yeah, theodore herzl
1: was uh the visionary and, and uh, uh uh and the founder the founder of modern israel and uh, Claims to be on every street corner is at Herzl Corner, Herzl Square in Israel. Now this is what Herzl actually was saying. And it's it's saying, it is essential that the suffering of Jews becomes worse. This will assist in realization of our plans. I have an excellent idea. I shall induce anti-Semites to liquidate Jewish wealth. The anti-Semites will assist us thereby in that they will strengthen the persecution and oppression of Jews. The anti-Semites shall become our best friends. Theodore Herzl. Now, how about now that is the point is what what we don't understand is that um, in in the red in the Satanic Voices, Ancient and Modern, page 76. I have uh, uh, I found and I've gone through the archives. Uh, there is a uh, there is a, a the chapter is called um 70 yeah 71 70 is called carved turkey right this is carved turkey now what is uh, astonishing is that now the prophet <laughs> uh in deuteronomy 18 8, 18 it says we will send razor for prophet." From amongst your brethren, liken to you, and to him you will hearken in all things, and uh, I will put my words in his mouth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, the Quran. Now that's what it means. Now what people are blissfully unaware, or not blissfully, <laughs> um, <laughs> is that Moses is uh, he. He is brought up in Egypt. He's brought up in the Pharaoh's court, and uh, um, uh, becomes an, a, a, not, a, not, a noteworthy figure. And he finds he kills a, a, an Egyptian overseer who's uh, beating up an Israeli, uh, you know, um, uh, slave. And uh, he has to escape, and he escapes over the Gulf of Aqaba into Arabia, into Midian. Now. Um, he is there. He 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 marries the daughter of Jethro, who is the priest of Midian, and he is a descendant from Ishmael, right? The Ishmaelites, and this is where it becomes very important why Muslims have failed abysmally to correct the falsification of Scripture. So Moses um, marries the daughter of Jethro, Raguel. Um, Shweb, as it is called uh, in, uh, in in Arabic. And um, he has uh, he his, uh, his, uh, he is indebted for eight to ten years of his dowry. So he spends eight to ten years in Midian. Now, Midian, of course, is on the pilgrimage route. So he will have made pilgrimage many times in that period. Okay, going to uh, Hajj. And, of course, Two of his, sons, his two sons, Gershom and Eliezer, uh, Gershom becomes a priest of Israel, Okay, serving at the altar. So remember, go back as they're coming out of the exodus. They're crossing the Red Sea from Nueva in Egypt into Arabia, across the 13 kilometer sand bridge, which we've now been and visited chariots of Pharaoh on the seabed. We've been to Noah's Ark. We've done all the checking. Double checking to make sure everything we put down is spot on accurate. So now, so Moses knew now Mount Sinai is in Arabia. If you if you see, I did a a thing, uh, the Bible of History, showing that the Bible, as we have shown it, it, they just go around in a circle on in the uh, peninsula of Sinai, but it ain't there, Mount Sinai. Is in Arabia, and you see, falsification of scripture. Um, right, uh, the the, why we we should know, but unfortunately, the one who tells us is Paul, Paul of Tarsus, who was the called Dajal Dagala by the by the uh the the the, the relatives of James, the Lord's brother, because Jesus had half brothers from Joseph, so um. The um, um, he uh, uh Paul uh, says uh, being critical of, of Hagar and uh, Ibrahim, uh, Hagar and Ishmael, saying this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, Galatians 4 20 21. Okay, so that was being critical to say, yeah, they're there in Arabia, nothing to do with us. When in actual fact, it confirms that a uh, that Constantine, in uh, uh, 325, he his wife, his mother, um, falsifies and moves Mount Sinai out of Arabia into Egypt. Then that just that just wipes out the Arab. I didn't yeah.
0: know
1: that. No. Well, it's look, <laughs> look. But I've, it's all documented. The Council of Nicaea. Uh, is where constantine uh, we call him constant crime um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, of course it was uh, where athanasius uh, defeats arius and they they force the belief in trinity now uh, i'm jumping about a bit but it's i'm trying to get as much in as we can but uh, um, the crucifixion of jesus uh, was not jesus there are 16 crucified saviors before they claimed that jesus was the one on the cross going all the way back and everything's documented it's in a book that we uh from 1895 i can send you all that which i will uh so this is really important that you know that here in england as as in north africa wherever the romans went 50 years bc we were having christmas and easter
2: Mm -hmm. Easter.
1: And, but they were worshipping the persian sun god mithra yeah he was they had 12 disciples he was crucified born of a virgin it's the same story mm-hmm. all the way through go back to south america Quetzalcoatl, um when he arrived you know in south america he was they worshipped cortez when he arrived with the spanish thinking he was the returning sun god so it is um astonishing how you can believe it's like believing in COVID. COVID is a hoax, but it's like believing in Christmas. That's the biggest hoax of all time because people, were crusaders and everything went out to kill in the name of a bogus story. Anyway, I digressed a bit from the, from the plot, but it's understanding why uh, we have been deluded and deceived. And uh, so, um, and if. Um, uh, there's the, the finding of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, if you have a Bible anywhere handy, you'll find in the Old Testament Habakkuk. Now, there are only about three. Volu- there are only three chapters of that. Now, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, mm. Professor Lawrence Schiffman, um, uh, he uh, has deciphered many of the Dead Sea Scrolls, including there are about um, twelve in total for Habakkuk. Now, it's fascinating. It's really interesting that. Had you can see why they were hidden um, or t- the, and not, and no longer believed, or, or certainly they were hidden after Constantine or Constantine, uh, because um, Habakkuk says that a wicked Cohen would, a teacher would betray a righteous Cohen, righteous teacher, but would suffer the death that he planned for the righteous. Moshiach, Messiah, the, the righteous Cohen. So, the, when you see the one on the cross uh, proclaiming Eli, Eli, Lama in Aramaic, Palestinian Aramaic or Galilean Aramaic, he's saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? If he is God, Son of God, or a consubstantial part of the Trinity, he would know why he was on the cross dying for your your my sins
0: exactly
1: because that is the myth that somebody dies for our sins and uh, as there's a brilliant uh, um uh, piece that i've put out it was a, an interview done on uh, by barry shamish uh, you know redemption through sin how the the jews from 1666 began following shabbat Zvi, and he was the false messiah And everybody is now following him. The Israelis, most of them follow Shabbat Taizvi, who believes in redemption through sin. So that chapter that I was showing you in here, um, uh, uh, the uh, carved turkey. Now, Rasulullah says in his hadith, now this is in Mishkat, it's in Sahih Muslim. And now, uh, according to the British Embassy, I've been to the embassy, I've seen the documents. Now, the British ambassador is writing to the head of the uh, Mid- basically Middle East uh, office in India, which is run out of India, saying that uh, that uh, Constantinople has been taken over on July the 8th, 1908. Now, by 70,000 Masonic Jews from Salonika. Okay, Salonika uh, was where uh, the Caliph had uh, let the Jews come after the, the, the Spanish Inquisition. So now, what's what is fantastic is that the fact that the Prophet was to tell us everything to Yom HaKiyamah. Nothing can possibly happen in the world, and unless the Prophet says this is going to happen. Okay, now. So on, the, on July the 8th, 1908, British Embassy, Times, History, all the stuff. Now, July the 8th, 70,000 Masonic Jews uh, come from Salonika. Now, I go back to 1666. Shabbatai Zavi was, uh, was this uh, false Mashiach, Messiah, who comes and he comes and everybody sells up their belongings in Central Asia. And... They follow him to liberate Al-Quds in Palestine. They get to the gates of uh, Constantinople, and the caliph says, stop, go back, lose your head, or convert to Islam. So being a devout coward, Shabbat Zvi um, <laughs> uh, converts to Islam, and he's banished to a place called Salonika, Thessaloniki in the, in the Greek. But by then, it was already part of, uh, you know, the Ottoman Empire. So, the now, Shabbatai Zvi's Ten Commandments is exactly the reverse of the Mosaic Ten Commandments. Thou shalt kill. Thou shalt commit adultery. Okay, that was very popular. It still is amongst the Donahmen. And that is what they believe, why the Israelis behave the way they do, because they still follow that that idea that you can sin, but you'll be redeemed because of your sin. This is how insane they are. And uh, so uh, Shabbatite now, Kamal Ataturk, Kamal Ataturk, we call him Ataturk, because mm-hmm. he was uh, uh, from he was an illegitimate child uh, from uh, Salonika. Jabed Bey, Talat Bey, all of them were Yehud, Jew, Jews, but they were not accepted by Orthodox Judaism because they were Mamza, illegitimate. But they still dominate. When when you find Urbakan um, standing in front of a picture of the greatest devil of Erdogan, of um, uh, atashirk at- 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 and, and Turkey has always had an embassy in uh, in um, Tel Aviv. They always now. Why haven't they withdrawn that? If uh, I-, I went to Turkey several times as a guest of Erbakan, I discuss things, but they- they're terrified to discuss this because. Uh, but uh, now also, I've got here, uh, which i include- I'm just including in another letter. I'm doing is that. Uh, when uh, when Atatürk was on his deathbed, uh Sir uh, Henderson, one of the the British ambassadors in Istan- uh, in Istanbul by that time because they'd changed it from uh, uh you know Constantinople um uh Atatürk, on his deathbed, offers the presidency of of, of Turkey to the british ambassador it's in his co- it's all in the correspondence we've got it so how about that for treachery but the whole purpose was that in 1908 they invaded israel they took a control complete control so from the july the 8th 1908 it was a jewish caliphate the killing of the armenians was under jewish jurisdiction and therefore um what people have been blaming the Muslims for is totally bogus. But that is the nature of the beast. Deception. Mm-hmm. You know, lies deception. So um so I'll go, I'll then I'll come to what the prophet said. Now but, but in 1909, the next, the very next year the Tel Aviv is founded. Okay? How about that? So it's all the plan, everything and the British, the Americans, the French, all are involved because they're all Look at the out the the layout of Washington. Look at everything; It's all based on cabalistic magic, black magic, Rosicrucian magic, the li- alignments. Everything is to do with the shams. So, they're all in it now. So, but what the prophet says is that uh, he said before my death, count six, so many things. Uh, uh, you know, his his death, blah. and then he said uh, the Constantinople. You know uh, that 70,000 sons of Isaac is Haq, will attack it. When they land, they will not fight with arms or shower it with projectiles. They will simply say, La ilaha illallah, not Muhammad Rasulullah. Three times. Now, the defences of Constantinople are on three levels. It's a, an impregnable fortress. Or, you know, it was defeated by, you know, the the uh, the first, the Muslims, but it took a long time. But it opens to them in uh, July the 8th, 1908, by La Ilaha Illallah, which was the Masonic call sign. The doors open, they'll let in. La Ilaha Illallah, second time, they'll let in. La Ilaha Illallah, third time, and they take control of the entire citadel. And the the caliph is put under house arrest in the house of a banker, right? Rasulullah says then, from this day, count six years to Jihad Akbar, the Great War. Then after one year, the emergence of Dajjal, Dajjal. Then and then after after one, the emergence of Dajjal and revolution entering every Arab house followed by mutual hatred and hostility between the Arabs. Okay? July the 8th, six years forward, July 1914. Okay? The month before, Archduke Ferdinand, the friend of the Kaiser, uh, uh, is assassinated by the same Masonic Jews, and uh, that triggers then the Great War. 1914, july the next month the bank of england is about to be declared bankrupt and uh, so the great war jihad akbar the biggest war ever in history begins exactly in the sixth year in this in that month now one miss one year now as we've got in here am i boring you i'm sorry
0: no i just got up early today you're not I mean, boring me at all
1: okay anyway um so uh the times history of the war says there was no open revolt in Hejaz in that in the 1915. So 1916, who arrives in the Hejaz in that region is Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence is exactly their spot on queue. He's a pilot. He can do all these he is he, capable of going in submarines. So all the, the qualifications of Dajjal, he can fly, he can go under the water, etc. So then there are 30 dead but Lawrence symbolises the re- the entry into the system. Then with sykes Pico um, of carving up the Middle East, but the Jihad Akbar begins now. In the series of hadith that were found in Turkey by Monal Zidan, uh, who I worked with in Al uh, Television in Dubai, uh, his mother and he translated them. The, okay, this was a, a collection of missing hadith from three. 300 Hijri, which from this Hadith that I've just quoted um, uh, from Rasulullah, there is nothing then for our our generation. From 1916, uh, there's nothing. It's all ceases. When everything must be recorded for us now to know what is happening. Now, 2,000 and odd there was a collection found in uh, Kitab Khan in Turkey. Now, remember from 1908, all Islamic material, everything was hidden by the Jews, by this, the Donmeh, who are still existing um, and still go around and still believe in Shabbat Aizvi. They still follow his illegitimate, you know, the Ten Commandments, or the Ten, you know, non-commandments, I would say. So everything... That we that we should know uh, was hidden from us, and um, uh, basically uh, it should be there now. It was discovered, and uh, it tells us everything from uh, after the Jihad Akbar, the Great War. uh, um, A man will appear called Hitler in in the Hijri 1330, so and so, and uh, he will want to rule the world, and uh, he will be eventually he will be killed. By the secret forces of the Russians. Now nobody, until 2002, apart from the KGB and the Russian secret services, knew that uh, they had actually killed Hitler. And the lady called anna Scovia, in the Times history that I've got, she took Hitler's jaw to Stalin, and and he kept it in his in his drawer till his death. And even Marshal Zukov who actually conquered, you know, Eastern Germany, didn't know that they had Hitler's jaw and the fact. but only the prophet knew it, except them. So when people say, yeah, no, it must be there, every detail. So then will come a man called uh, um, uh, Kamal Abdu'l-Nasser, who the Arabs will worship and call him their hero. He will uh, basically Um, be humiliated in two wars, then Allah will grant uh, Sadat, so it goes right up to the present day, the Mahdi emerging, and America will come out against him, America and uh, come out against him and um, uh, Isa, and it will be destroyed, and Allah will rain down fire and brimstone, etc, and America will be vaporized, but that is what is coming, now the bit before the emergence of uh, Ali iman Mahdi is that S-s.s.s. when all commerce ceases and all roads are blocked, that is the sign. Now, course, that's this year and the last year. That is when the first time in history that all commerce has ceased, all roads have been blocked, airway, seaway, you name it. So... And imminently, inshallah, it's going to be in uh, May of this year, we think, after Ramadan, because there's another massive event to occur before he occurs, is when the sun will rise from the west, after which no declaration of belief will be accepted. Now, you're a pilot. Uh, you know what will happen when, all, when the earth re- re- reverses its rotation, or, in my opinion, how it will work, it will turn over and to be rotating the same way but it will be going round, so the sun will rise from the west all the satellites and everything will be in chaos i would have thought anyway but you're a pilot and it's worth contemplating and thinking what will happen then because when all telecoms comes out and the prophet i was just told yesterday by a jewish convert he said don't forget the prophet said the final wars will be fought with the weapons i use so that's what that's what we're in the midst of as far as uh i can see but it's good news good news for us bad news for them so um um there's a, of course there's a lot more to cover right but um i hope that gives you a a good uh you know you know broad brush stroke as to what uh, what we've been up to what we're still up to
0: (laughs) wow so when you say um good for us bad for them what do you mean because i see a lot of muslims well the majority that don't have a clue what's going on
1: well they became as the prophet says like the foam on the sea widespread but of no substance they have become the bunny israel people followed isa um with few exceptions uh, and the Muslims now have done exactly what Vani Adam and all of us have done throughout history. So it should come as no surprise, and it's all written there in Hadith. You know that uh, uh, you you like it's happening now. Uh, I wrote uh, letters to the French ambassador to the to Macron about uh, the um, uh, the uh, uh, what happened with the French to point out that under Napoleon. Nobody would be allowed to blaspheme the Prophet. Nobody, nobody. And so I pointed that out. I've written to the, to the Grand Lodge, Grand Mosque in in France. No reply. Telling them everything that I'm saying about <laughs> Napoleon. Use Napoleon. He was the greatest, no doubt at all. Everything. Goethe in the book uh, that we've uh, I've done, uh, I've redone now. Um, uh, he's having lunch with Napoleon and they're discussing it openly. So it's in Goethe's confirmation. So it's all there. I will send it all to you. I have. A, I think I've already sent a lot of stuff to you, but now yes, you it might be, make it more interesting. So, so tell me a bit about yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, before that, because I'm still recording, I wanted to ask you a couple of more questions. Uh, so Napoleon, he wasn't financed by the Rothschilds?
1: No, because he knew what. once he realized where the debt came from, that France was at war um, and that uh, it was all because of debt and usury. And once, of course, um, once Napoleon realized that, that, who the enemy was, he was coming to London to wipe out Rothschild and the whole city of London, because this is the epicenter of evil, is London. And I had a vivid, very vivid dream in which uh, we're going to be seen clearing out the city of London. But it's, and I believe that is imminent. But no, Napoleon, he, to say what he said, uh, to realize that um, uh, debt, and of course, once Rothschild uh, knew that, of course, they sent him off on a wild goose chase up to Russia.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: that was to divert him away from heading here.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And uh, Wellington was a Rothschild's agent. And they, they were funneling money through France to Wellington to fund him against Napoleon, who was leading the French. So, no, Napoleon was definitely uh, very, very deadly serious. And uh, his, his, what he's saying is his wisdom, Hickman, brilliant, utterly brilliant
0: wow that's very interesting because um, he's always been a very fascinating character to me in history but now you're giving me this completely different read his
1: what he, and it is from um the translation is done by a, a brilliant guy um and a friend of ours a monetary former um but uh, when he knew that napoleon was on the money uh, that was the key but it was his um, understanding that jesus uh, was what he was stood for was uh he, you know it's fa- it's fantastic you are, if i haven't sent it already inshallah i'll send it you again inshallah. it's fabulous fabulous inshallah.
0: um last question could you go into a little bit what is happening with uh muslims in europe um you know we've seen france and what they're doing their draconian policies hmm. and i noticed belgium has just banned um Allow meat so can you talk about what is going on in europe is europe going to be the hotbed for what's coming in regards to muslims
1: well you've already had that with the crusades mm-hmm. the crusades um so this is now for muslims um why i've written uh, you you're in a position where you can probably put out the letter i've written to uh macron or micron as we call him. <laughs>
0: little micro or macaroon
1: <laughs> macaroon yeah uh, but uh, look the policy uh, from uh, from the united nations is that you that they have to flood europe and other countries with migrants why did germany take a million because once you have migrants you break up the homogeneity of local countries so they will not stand against you this is the policy i've got it in from uh, peter sutherland well, and this real policy of the United Nations, it is openly and disgracefully. So you've got to disrupt them, you've got to make them, impover- impoverish them, force them out of Syria to migrate here. And then you can say, oh, look, these these uh, colored people, uh, uh, etc." They're, they're the ones. And then you can say, oh, look, they cut their throat. But they don't tell you that it's far better. I've, I've been a butcher. And they can't, if you say, you're going, the cattle will lay down, they'll surrender. If they don't do that, let them go. So, so it is a game, it's planned, and uh, they want to be able to demonize someone because otherwise when they point a finger, there's always three pointing back at them. Mm-hmm. So it's for the Muslims to quote Napoleon, to actually go out and, and say, well, why are you doing that when Napoleon, the greatest Frenchman, was a Muslim? You've, they're not using it, which is, uh, you know, crass and stupid. Why wouldn't you use that? You know, why not? I mean, it just doesn't—it beggars belief. But the, the Muslims uh, became Zabad al-Bah. They have lost the plot. And uh, it's down for <laughs> crazy. I mean, like Malcolm X, what a great character. He understood. Yeah. You know, Black Lives Matter and all these other things. But if you see George, what's his name? At the, same, the point again, he wasn't killed. You know, so, it's so it's you know, these are all things that the Israelis wind up and they get everybody running around. Yeah. But all lives matter. But
0: no, but nobody wants to talk about that.
1: <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs>
2: absolutely. Well.
0: Wow, this has been incredible. Um, I would love to have you back for a second part where we can just talk about the Islamic finance and just uh, finance in general, because I think that's an area that people really don't understand, even though, you know, you can find this information everywhere.
1: Yes, but it is difficult because um, when you're dealing with money, uh, I mean, Imam Ghazali uh, described it better than anybody. Uh, So anyway, I went to China, there's a lot to discover. I went to China and was able to tell them of the crash coming in 2008, because um, I had access to a book tell uh, you anyway, there's a lot I mean it's in depth maybe you could have so you could show some of the slides that I send you could use them and say well you could you speak to this or you know and that that would uh, probably be, be the way to do it because you need to illustrate stuff it's like I just want to show you this you see this
2: mm-hmm.
1: this is the quran the final version, okay, and uh, this is the Qur'an as it was originally revealed.
2: Mm. Over 23
1: years, that is the shape of it. After it's reconfigured by the it produces that. Can you say that that is not written by
0: Allah? <laughs> right, yeah.
1: Okay. And Layla Tulkad, uh, every year uh, you can prove angels exist in Ramadan. The last ten mornings of Ramadan, the sun rises without giving off any rays. Okay? See? This is not giving off any rays. The next day, the the. Uh, this was taken here in Dubai. You see, the sun rises and there are no rays. You see, that's a li- yeah. just linear. So th- that proves that angels exist. You know, and uh, get argue out to that. They can't. There's no way out. <laughs>
2: <funny>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, so
2: you were in the... Um, american owner uh,
1: you're in the air force
0: yes i was i was in the air force for uh nine and a half years uh, flying no no I, I didn't fly uh just administration
1: right mm-hmm. so you would be able to find out what will happen when the sun rises from the west what is that going to do to USAF and all the communications um uh, around the world television
0: it'll scramble them
1: right well that is no that is a big question that I've, I've, I've asked many people but you having been in the area in the in the USA, would know what, what that would we need to find that out because we should be preparing for that eventuality because if there's no telephone nothing uh there will be no petrol no gas etc we <laughs> should be preparing um, as some people are, for going back to uh, the backwoods, or to be living, so that, if I could ask you to just investigate that for me, you would know where to go. I believe that instead of the earth stopping, and uh, like Joshua, you know, made the, the sun stand still, and uh, uh, the, the point being that um, uh, I believe that the earth will continue to rotate, but it will Start, it will flip over mm. and so the sun will then rise from the west rather than the east. So um, it will not uh, stop suddenly, but of course um, all these geostationary satellites and what have you um, uh, are clearly going to get screwed up, but uh, we need to, we should be preparing now uh, for uh, going back to basically the square one.
0: Well, we can't even get people to understand this whole, you know, pandemic thing. So, <laughs>
1: well, but, but for you, I mean, you would be able to ask somebody or to check. Uh, yeah. What uh, What's going to happen when, um, so when when that happens? Because it's going to be, uh, it's going to be momentous. But we should be prepared. We should have we should have stocks of things, you know, water. How are we going to cook? And that should be what we should be educating the people to prepare for
0: no i agree absolutely inshallah i'll see uh what i can find
1: right american inshallah or english inshallah <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so
1: you're you're married to um a, a, a moroccan brother yes mm-hmm. right okay right i was in uh, tangier so oh not, okay
0: yeah. i don't really like tangier
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um and uh so, so you've got children He's looking after those at the moment.
0: They're they're asleep. They're sleeping. Yes, so that's so what why I said. What, so
1: what time is it with you?
0: Um, it is eleven, so 11, they should they, they should be you know staring, staring pretty soon.
1: <laughs> right. Well, thoroughly uh, enjoyed this. It most uh, makes me a bit uh,
2: teary, but um, I'm glad
1: we weren't on screen. <laughs>
0: Oh. Michelle, I know this was great. Um, wow, because I I wasn't sure about Napoleon because I've heard different things, but, yeah, but,
1: but anything that diverts you away from the fact he well, was the, the real deal, real deal.
0: Of course. And what about uh, Jack Sparrow? I know his real name wasn't Jack Sparrow, but I
2: don't
0: know him. Um, you know the Pirates of the Caribbean movies.
2: I know, I know, but I'm, not, I'm never, I'm not. Jack a,
0: Ward, his real name was Jack Ward. No. Well, that character in Pirates of the Caribbean was based on Jack Ward, he Oh. A, a British pirate. Oh. Who uh, actually went against Britain?
1: Oh yeah, there were some. I know. There were and some. He, and he oh, settled
0: in, He settled in Tunisia, and he reverted to Islam.
1: Yeah, but there were some that actually invaded England and took captives from here mm. uh, there was uh, I've got the names of those but another interesting point was with Morocco during the Crusades King John of England sent an ambassador to the uh, Sultan of uh, Morocco to make bayer to him to make bear the King of England to make bear to the Sultan of Morocco how mm. about that and they declined it because it was just a piddly little island Wow. Hmm. I've got to dig that out. I was trying to find it this morning, but uh, that is... Um,
0: yeah, uh, and I heard that uh, the U.S. paid jizya to Morocco for a while. Like, I think it was George Washington and Jefferson. Do you know anything about that?
1: I don't know about that, but I know that uh, the Saudis were paid 20000 silver um dollars every month by the americans at the you know in the time of the ojabis coming to power mm. we were funding them and the british and of course the ambassadors and the, the betrayal was, was from here i mean the city of london is has been the center of all evil
0: right it's a financial right. center mm-hmm. yeah,
1: financial center and military and um everything and of course the occult right and the occult, uh, Grand Lodge of England. Um, so it is uh, It is the, of course and Tanim Dari uh, said he set sail and went west of Syria and ended on an island. Okay. He landed on an island and found a jasasa with hair covering the front and the back and uh, they, they were sent to a church. Now I believe the church is the one on the on the bank of the Thames and uh, in that was in the crypt was the, the Dajjal in chains
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. he asks if the prophet has come if the date palms are still giving fruit in um Bassan. and uh so England that is where it all begins here.
0: So that w- that was in a dream though right?
1: Well it doesn't matter dreams are 164th portion of mm-hmm. prophecy and uh but it may not have been in a dream it could you know uh, but any in any case it's valuable if the prophet mentioned it and it's it bang, banging on the That's thing, true, you know, That's true. Uh, but uh, everything but here uh, they worship judge Wimantus. gog and magog uh, the, the the ark of noah
0: i've seen that yeah
1: you've seen what i've said right yeah. now the irish um, judge Wimantus, uh, uh the, the the second son and the grandson of Noah is Gog and Mac Gog Magud, they're the sons through Japheth. You've got Ham Hamitic tribes and Shem, so our lot the Goras, the Qawajas, uh Judra Majuj descend is called the tribes that have Mac Ibn. Gog Mac Gog, Mac Gog MacGregor tavish with a Mac Ibn. They landed in Ireland, Ireland, and crossed into England. There's Gog Magog Hills here. So Gog and Magog uh, definitely are from here, and we've launched world wars and everything. So this is where, uh, in the Guildhall, uh, every year, um, on either side of the stage, there are two figures, Judge or Gog and Magog. So this island is the most significant. It controlled the biggest empire the world's ever known from this little spot.
0: Mm -hmm. Someone? Yeah.
1: And America was our colony. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can't can't get away from India, China. Look, this is the place. This is the center. It's got to be cleared out. Mm -hmm. And inshallah, that's our job. And I've seen it in a dream. Vivid. Everything's come true. And we're on the final phase, I believe.
0: Inshallah. So what's, what's the solution for us regular people? I'm what
1: regular. What be doing? <laughs> just do it. I'm regular. <laughs> I never passed my 11 plus. I couldn't read or write when I left school. <laughs> well, not much anyway. Look, it's for, it's for us to go, the Prophet, make Istakara. Every day, make Istakara. Because then something will happen. Your luck will change. Things change. Get people making istikara every day. And uh, That is one of the prayers to use. You know, the Lord of the Daybreak. But istikara is. It only comes from everything good bad or indifferent is up to him to say yes no hang on so that's for us we're we're not on our own
0: we will definitely keep in touch for you know uh part two so we can talk about
1: any time i'm here and i'll I'll send you this stuff but thank you very much